You are listening to Metrics and Chill, a podcast about business metrics and the interesting ways that people improve them. I'm John Benini, and I'm your host. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Metrics and Chill podcast. My guest today is a special guest because it's the CEO of Databox, Peter Caputa, who I work with every single day um, and who I will pretend that I don't work with uh, in, in a couple minutes and, and try, try to treat like every other guest. But um, yeah, Pete is has been on the podcast, but not since it's been called Metrics and Chill. So this is your debut on Metrics wow. and Chill, Pete. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think if it's an obligation if you're, you're interviewing your boss that you say it's a special guest, but you know, it, doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't feel that special. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but you know, it's a, it's a fun to be here. I know we're I've been enjoying the new format of the podcast very much, and obviously you and I will. We've I've, we've talked about it a bunch of times, and uh, I love the little short uh, examples of how some specific company improves some specific metric. Yeah, they're actionable, so hopefully we can uh, we can live up to that as well. It's it's also uh, required that if you come on a podcast, you have to tell the host that you've been enjoying the show too. So I guess it goes <laughs> <laughs> goes both ways. But I do know Pete has been enjoying the shows because I get the Slack messages occasionally when 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 he really enjoys it. So, um, but yeah, it's 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 this this one's going to be exciting. We're actually talking about median first response time as the metrics and how the team brought it from three plus hours down to seventeen minutes, literally overnight, and that's not an exaggeration. Um, so that's going to be the discussion, but before I get into the actual three questions, which is why was this a uh, priority? How did you improve it? And what were the results? Pete, do you want to just share a little bit about the team and kind of the evolution? Because obviously for a metric like this, the team structure is especially important. So do you just want to talk about that for a sec? Sure. Yeah. So just one point of clarification, just so that nobody's guessing here. When you when you say median first response time, we mean in chat. So we provide... Uh, free chat support to all of our users, whether you've just signed up or whether you've been with us for, for years. Uh, and so the median first response time uh, has been hours, three plus hours for months, uh, if not close to a year. Uh, and uh, like every quarter we'd look at it and say, why is it so high? And we'd like, we'd try to figure out what the what the problem was, um, we kind of just always rationalize that it is what it is. And like, there's a lot of chats that we receive when we're not staffed uh, in chat. So like, you know, if you chat with us at, you know, 7 p.m. Pacific time, you're, we probably don't have someone staffed, things like that. Um, so uh, the background is that maybe two, two and a half years ago, we rolled out chat. Uh, it was a uh, initiative that uh, our current director of sales, uh, Billy McDonald, um, uh, pushed forward. He was at the time our director of, of customer success, uh, and he we had before that we had a ticketing system. We used Help Scout for our ticketing system. It was like a centralized inbox where the whole support team could see all the tickets coming in, collaborate on them, even with the engineering team. Uh, and so ticketing really did well for us, and we rolled out chat. Billy rolled out chat um, because, you know, we rationalized that it would help us respond to people a lot quicker. Uh, at the time when we rolled it out, we had very little pe few people, and uh, I was actually really worried about it because we were already pretty busy handling tickets. Um, 
uh, from customers. And my thought was like, all right, if we make it easier, even easier for them to get in touch with us and ask us questions, like, am I going to need double the staff? Um, so it turns out we didn't need double the staff. Uh, we, uh, but uh, it did create uh, like a hyper focus on that response time. And initially, when we rolled it out initially, our response time was lower, not not three hours plus. Um, but then as we kind of, as the volume of chats came in and the ticket volume kind of stayed the same, um, we would go through periods where we just wouldn't have enough people staffed or uh, something else, you know, would, would prevent us from reducing that response time. There was one point where we thought, that there was actually a bug in, or the intercom changed the way they measured things. Cause like it was pretty drastic. Like when one month went from like, you know, 30 minutes to three hours and then just stayed there. So we're like, all right, well, it must be a bug in the system. And I think we thought that for months. Um, and, uh, and then this year uh, we hired a bunch of people. So uh, for those that uh, aren't paying attention to my Twitter feed, we have like 70, some 75 people on the team now, a little more than half of that is in, sales support and marketing maybe so maybe like 40 people between sales support technical support customer onboarding etc all the kind of customer interaction roles uh and uh we have i want to say maybe 12 people in that are their one of their responsibilities is chat uh at this point but most of those people we literally hired this year so we went from like 50 people to 75 people so far this year uh, and so a big portion of the, and, and we hire, we tend to hire people in that support role as a way to train them. So it's a, it's a good way for them to get, to learn our product, learn our customer, learn about our customers and kind of learn how, how we do things. So we bring a lot of people in there and get them trained. So up until recently, we only had a few people there. So that was another reason why we didn't push on the whole idea of, of reducing the response time. We just didn't feel like we had enough people in there to, to pull it off. So I don't know if that's enough background, John, but that's that's uh, that's some of it at least. Yeah, I think uh, I think that that gives people a much better idea than if we just had one person on support or if we had two hundred people on support, right? It gives you it right. kind of grounds it in reality a bit. So yeah. why and you kind of started hinting at this stuff a little bit, but why was something like this? Why was this metric a priority to begin with? Yeah. Um, well, I think. Response time is important just to, from a customer's perspective. I, I believe that expectations have changed <laughs> uh, from buyers and customers uh, over, I don't know, the last few years especially, and, and they want that instant response. A lot of times people with our product, they like maybe set aside an hour to go either if they're a new user to evaluate the product. Uh, they might set aside an hour if they're already a customer where they're um, trying to accomplish, build a specific dashboard or something like that, trying to accomplish something. And so, you know, if they set that hour aside and then five minutes in, they get stuck or confused on something, or or if they're just not sure the data box can do what they want to do, um, it sure is more convenient to just say, hey, I'm looking to do this and I'm stuck here, or I am looking to do this. Can data box do that for me or not? Uh, and so if you set that si hour aside and then you got to wait, three hours for a response, like then, you know, it's oftentimes where the user's not going to get back in there ever again, if it's a brand new user, or they got to wait, you know, three more days before they have time to block off another hour or two to, to do something. So um, I think response time is important for that reason. Uh, it also, though, affects our numbers because uh, a lot of our sales opportunities come from chat. 
So when we uh, when a new user signs up, uh, we send them a series of messages through the system that invite them to chat. And that's where a good portion of our chat comes from. Also, we just have that big chat button at the bottom when you're logged into the app or when you're on a, a page on our website um, that invites people to chat. So chats are coming in, you know, at all at all hours. Uh, people are responding to what we sent them, uh, which they may have gotten by email, for example, or they might just see when they log in. Um, and so those uh, those chats are coming in at at any time, basically. Uh, I forget what your question was. Now I think I got why a, why was the area a priority? Like uh, why was it a yeah. priority? So, um, anyway, so oh, okay, now I remember my train of thought. So that response time, or I'm sorry, the chat results in sales opportunities for us. So when, when a user logs in and is new to the app and wants to figure out whether something works or not, they, they'll often start a chat. And, and our ability to respond may be, the, you know, may be our only chance to ever connect with that person before they decide, oh, this isn't important anymore, or oh, I got more important things to do, or oh, I'm going to go check out another product to see if it'll work, or I'm just going to, you know, uh, do without. And so that uh, we have a direct correlation between our chat volume and our sales sales opportunities. Long short right, short. right. And like setting out before we get to the stuff to, to improve it, what are your what are your thoughts on like what what a good one is, right? So when you see that it's three plus hours and you know you need it to be better, is yeah. is the baseline just like how close to zero can we get? <laughs> yeah. Um, so yes, for sure. Uh, however, unless we staff 24 seven, right. there's no way to get to zero. Um, and in our business, I don't think bots will work, right? Cause bots can help, uh, if we have, but, but I, pretty much every question we get from a user is, is unique. So I think bots could maybe route them to a help doc or, uh, in some cases, or route them to book a sales call in some cases, but I don't think we would uh, eliminate the need for a person on chat. So I think unless we went 24-7 with it we, and staffed appropriately, right, with the right number of people to handle the volume, uh, we wouldn't be able to get to zero. Um, there's multiple ways that Intercom measures this. There's the median first response time, and so first response time is just the, you know, the first time you're responding to someone. So if somebody starts a chat, your first response is what it is measuring. Uh, and median is obviously the, you know, the, the not quite the average, but the, uh, the, uh, the median. <laughs> I don't know if I have to define median. Um, or if I could, uh, <laughs> without Googling it. But uh, so the, uh, um, where, where was I going with that? Getting getting as close to zero on him basically getting out, close yeah. to zero. So yeah, the yeah. median I think, and then there oh, there's two other metrics that that uh, are important. One is the response time in general. So like if you respond to someone very quickly, but then they respond, and then you wait four hours to right. respond, that's not good either. So we do measure that. That's also in the minutes range. Um, and then there's one other thing they measure. It's really a distribution of the percentage of chats that you respond to in a certain amount of time. And so I think we also have a target set there of like 15% of our chats within five minutes. It's generally that's the chats that are happening when we're staffed. Right. Uh, and um, and so we, we try to, you know, ideally we want to respond to someone right away. And there right. is there's actually a measure of like percent under 30 seconds. But because we were in the hours range, we didn't get too aggressive in setting a really 
Right. I would say three plus hours to 17 minutes is a, is a really big improvement. Right. We, but obviously there's some people we are getting back to right away. And then the off hours right. are probably, it's probably taking 10 hours or eight hours right. for us to get back to someone. So, so like in terms of the, the actual X's and L's and like how, how you improved that, like, how do you go from three plus hours to 17 minutes? Not only just how do you make that improvement, but overnight, as you said, like literally right. overnight, like how does that happen? Yeah, I don't want to underestimate um, all the things we did before, and, I, and that's why you asked about the background. But just having enough people to be able to staff it in general um, is important. We've also invested a lot in our knowledge base, um, which is important uh, because it allows us to respond quickly without sitting there and writing a book every time. Uh, and we've actually grown our sales team, so when there's a need, we can we can offer a, you know a calendar invite and close that chat pretty quickly if somebody prefers to talk over Zoom. So, um, but the big change, and I do not take any credit for any of this. Really, I have to give credit to uh, Nikos, who's one of our support managers, and Emil, who um, runs runs customer success now, um, or customer support. Uh, and then I think I get, should give credit to Billy who, who piloted the chat originally and also pushed me to relook at our, our response rate um, when he took on the sales role, sales leadership role. Uh, but the big change was we simply established hours for people to be in chat. So what had happened over the last six, nine months as we realized chat was a good lead or a good appointment booking tool for us for the sales team uh, we gave the support team other responsibilities. So they did two two other responsibilities. One was to um, build dashboards for users uh, for free, no no questions asked, other than the questions we need to build the right dashboard for them. Uh, and two, um, reaching out by email to users who signed up or started a trial of our paid plans. Uh, and so, what happened is we had a team, you know, relatively new people. Uh, doing learning and doing these three responsibilities. Uh, and before we had 12 people in this role, we had maybe four or five, and they were doing all these responsibilities. Uh, and, and we were measuring their ability to build dashboards, create deals for the sales team, and send prospecting emails, and keep the response time down. And what happened is they shifted more of their energy towards the things they could control, which was the number of dashboards they built or deals created or number of email pro email they send to prospects. And, and they were all doing that all day. So whatever their, you know, their eight hour shift, they were balancing those three priorities. Um, and the, you know, it's the stupid thing that we should have realized, like upon reflection, we now realize how stupid we were, how blind we were here. Um, but when we simply said to the team, these these are the four to each individual on the team. We said these are the four hours where you should just be chatting, uh, and we set up a schedule for that covers, I believe, about twelve hours of the day, um, where we have at least two or three people, sometimes more, um, in chat at during you know every hour of those twelve hours, uh, and by doing that. We sent the message to them that like that's your responsibility, you know, re respond to everybody as thoroughly and and quickly as possible. Uh, and then the other four hours, they're doing their other responsibilities. So they're still learning new things. They're still kind of balancing the work they do, um, but we're giving them four hours to just focus on that one thing, just making you know being responsive to our users and customers. So basically, during that window, that's their number one priority. Exactly. Thank right. you. 
Right. That's my succinct. Right. Um, <laughs> and like what, uh, like we're going to get be getting into like the results. Like what were the results? Like yeah. how, what's the breakdown in terms of like free users that engage versus paying users? Because obviously the measuring success for both is a little different, right? Free users, you might measure you know, does the engagement of chat or, or the number of engagements, does it eventually lead to a paying customer or yeah. for paying customers, like, you know, maybe an upgrade or maybe that's not as important uh, so much as like yeah. retention, like yeah. talk a little bit about like the success metrics in terms of how you measure the success of chat in general. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let me just start there. Um, so it's a mix between users and customers. We get about uh, 5,000 signups for our free plan every month, as you know, as mm-hmm. you drive them. <laughs> um, and then uh, we have, I think, around 2,500 paying customers and then you know, probably uh, an order of magnitude more users in the app. Uh, so at any given time, you know, the number of people, number of users logged in, there's, it's probably tilted more towards paid customers, paying customers, than it is for users. However, um, as you know, there's a lot of work up front in, get, in learning mm. Databox and getting Databox set up, that once a customer is set up, they might have tweaks to do to their dashboard every quarter or something, but um, but they're not. it's not going to be as intense. Plus, they've already learned the system um, enough to go in and you know build another dashboard. So most of our... Um, I'm not sure. I haven't looked at the number exactly, but last time it was probably around 70% of our of our interactions are, are relatively new users. Might not just be. I'm not just saying free users, but there's the trial users and then early customers, stuff like that. But but the majority of those support interactions are are relatively straightforward for us. Um, right. Uh, and, and a relatively new employee who knows our system well enough can can answer them because it's largely new users. That right. Still kind of the learning curve. So, but. Um, basically what i'm getting at is like so three hours three plus hours down to 17 minutes like we like that seems like the right thing to do right get back to your customers quickly (laughs) but like what what other impact does that have like have you seen any measurable impact to any other metrics that you know uh that have a bit you know a bigger impact on the business or as you know and i don't don't know the numbers off the top of my head uh but we we track the source of deals and so we know that hmm. chat drives deal volume. Um, you know, we're talking maybe over the month or so that we've had this lower response time, maybe a 10% increase in the in the deal volume from there. And I'm doing that a little back in the envelope, but that's probably about the right number. Right. So 10% increase in the deal volume. And that's that's deals could be free users or it could be current customers upgrading. Yeah, either one. Most of it is is free users. Yeah. Uh, to to um, to paying. Do you have any uh, back of the napkin? Most nap- of our upgrades happen without a conversation. Do you have any back of the napkin on like what the percentage of those free user deals end up uh, converting into a paying customer? Yeah, it's right around thirty five percent. So ten percent increase in deal volume, and then thirty five percent of those end up becoming customers. Yeah. yeah, I think it's safe to say about ten extra deals a month, thirty five, so an extra four, three or four customers. Yes. Right. And like the average, like and the nice thing about it is like we didn't incur an expense to make this change. We just right. kind of gave different direction to the team. So this is what they're like. Any incremental improvement is is better. And I would guess that there's also follow on ROI and just being more responsive to our users and customers as well. But, so, but, so would you say an extra three to four 
customers yeah, a month? Is it- I like I don't have this measured down to a T, right? And it's right. only been a month since we figured this out. But um, yeah, I would ex- I would expect an extra doing the nu- based on the numbers I've already seen, I'd expect another three or four customers, you know, this month as a result of uh, the change. And then what's the yeah, what's that average like annual contract look like? Uh, so what is our so our our our, our lifetime value hovers between four and five thousand dollars. So let's just so let's just call it twenty thousand just for an extra twenty k. Um, yeah, and ARR just just yep. by shifting the priorities of some of the the team around, like something as seemingly yeah. small as yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah, and just, which, and just, which just the, the obvious follow up question is like, where? Why was your head in the sand, Pete? But um, <laughs> it's one of those things you just don't don't think about. I was so focused on the team giving direction to the team to do the things that help the user get set up, which then leads to you know, a sale as well as leads, you know, to customer using the product more or upgrading down the line uh, or just sticking around longer. Uh, and so I was focused on getting that team. Let's build as many dashboards for as many users as we can um, and kind of lost sight of the fact that the fast response time actually leads to that. Right, right. <laughs> and also the fast response time helps users figure stuff out on their own. We don't have to build the dashboards for them. So, right. Because um, the majority of our users set themselves up um it'd, still it'd be fun to see a report yeah. maybe we're the people to do it but it'd be, it'd be fun to see a report on like the correlation between like right now we're at 17 minutes what is 15 minutes what does 10 minutes do what does five minutes do okay. yeah i that? think we'd, we'd probably need some some better tracking to so that it's because some of right. our tracking is manual there um relying on a human to to track things correctly and then secondly uh we probably need more volume to do that statistically and statistically relevant. <laughs> I was going to uh, say at some point you probably see diminished returns and it's not just the speed. You just need more people in the funnel. Like you just need more, more uh, users. I don't know. I would think that it, yeah, and I'm not setting this as a goal for next quarter, but I could see in future quarters us um, like, try, you know, both doing two things, getting to the point where we offer 24 seven support, support we're actually hiring in different continents right now to, to start doing more of that um and you know being making sure that we have people focused on chat you know 24 7 mm-hmm. in order to get that response name down to to you know seconds uh maybe minutes like i don't know how practical it is to get it to seconds but i'd love for us to to get there i still feel like it's rare 17 minutes i feel like it's still rare like a lot of the software that i engage with i don't get responses in 15 minutes yeah Agreed. Absolutely. I mean, but some of the bigger ones. I yeah, think but. that the benefit of that, especially for our business, where I think a lot of our users are, um, you know, metrics isn't their job. It's 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 they're using metrics to measure their job, and so they're not experts at metrics and right. analyzing data. And and if we can provide that level of service, then I think that that would uh, really uh, right have a lot of benefits that i maybe not even be able to measure but uh you know happy customers lead to uh, a lot of benefits of course well let this be a a lesson it's it's sort of like why why performance management and priorities and setting the right goals and um setting your team up for success is so important like an extra 20k in in uh in arr or around that um just from making priorities clear and shifting shifting resources and and managing performance and and knowing the number so um that's a fun story and 
three three minutes three or three hours three minutes three hours to 17 minutes overnight and then you know 20k extra in arr so that's a, a good lesson for all of us listening so uh yeah yeah i think if you're a SaaS freemium business and you're not doing chat and you're not optimizing for response rate then you're probably missing out on growth opportunities yeah right for sure especially if you have a a, a good free product and you have a lot of free users in there playing around so yeah yep. cool all right pete Thanks for, for coming on again uh, on Metrics and Chill. We'll try, we'll try to get you on again. I have to look back at the last time you were on Ground Up. It was probably <laughs> over a year ago at yeah. this point. Try to get you on again soon or, or others from the team. Yeah, too. we should. We should, uh, we should. should. If people have a metric that they want us to talk about, please hit John or I up and we can uh, give us a reason. Because you know, we track, what, hundreds of metrics every, every week in our business. So it'd be hard to pick the next one. Uh, but if there's something somebody wants us to talk about, we can uh, we can do it. Yeah, if you know our email, shoot us an email or, or Twitter. That works too. Yep. Let, let us know. But yeah, Pete, thanks for coming on and, and chatting through all this. Thanks for inviting me back. Thanks so much for listening. If you found this episode valuable, check out our other episodes or subscribe to get new ones. If you want to support the show, we'd love for you to leave a review or share it with someone. And if you want a tool to help you track and improve your business performance, try Databox free at databox.com.